Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What you need to know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Listen, 90 minutes from wherever you are. Lauda, what do you got? Apparently the wrong song. Okay. I heard, I heard a little echo. I didn't That's notice. Okay. I was talking. Extra so. morales. I heard. Yeah. I was like, yeah. what is going on? Press yeah. the wrong thing. So anyways. Um, so yeah, about that. <clears throat> Excuse me for that. If you were anticipating the Grammys, though, this year, I just saw that they are being postponed. So you're yes. going to have to keep waiting. They were scheduled for January 31st in L.A., in the formerly known Staples Center with a live audience and performance. But because of Omicron, the variant, you know, I was going to say Omarion, but I'm not trying to do him like that. Yeah. Um, it has been postponed. Box where my heart used to be. <laughs> Y'all don't know that song. Oh, I do. Trust I know you do. We had a whole we had a whole thing about yeah. Icebox oh, and how yeah, yeah. that's my favorite Omarion song. Uh, Kirk really? was here. Yeah, Kirk was here with the Kaplan, but we've deviated. George has no idea what's going on. <laughs> I'm sure George knows that song. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so anyways, (laughs) as of now, there's no new date because, as you know, that place holds two NBA teams and a hockey team, which are occupying the, I was going to say the Staples Center. So there is no new date for it. And they do not, as of now, want to change the venue. So you will have to wait for the Grammys. Oh, because I was going to say, just that would be my resolution tonight. Just do it outdoors somewhere. It's L.A. I know it's such a. I mean, I know we have. <laughs> want to do it rain, on the parking but, deck? Yeah. Is that where you want to do the grand? No, thing? I'm just saying, like, find like somewhere cool that's outdoors. What about to do uh, you love um, the Hollywood? Oh, the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, Hollywood, Hollywood Bowl is a good idea. Yeah, Hollywood yeah. Bowl is a good idea. I was thinking of that. I like the Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, it's hard. They though. should. Hey, Academy Awards. Sedano just gave you a great idea. Well, you know, we teamed up, but we gave you a good idea. Yeah. Hollywood Bowl would. What be did a they great... do at Union Station? Was that the Emmys? Or was that the Oscars? Uh, there was somebody that was going to do it, but I don't remember who it was. No, no, because no, I remember because Regina King was there. They did it at the train station during the middle of the pandemic. Was that the Oscars or was that the Emmy? Well, anything they did, it was um, it was all over the place, so they didn't really have a full on I, I want to yeah. say it was the Emmys. I could no, there was a whole... There was a whole... No, it was the Oscars. It was, it was the, the Oscars. It was the Oscars, yes. Yes, Okay, was I was Oscars. just making sure. I'm like, my point is, is that there are other venues that have done this, Laura, in... in, in uh, you know, sort of in, in fill-in mode, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the Academy Awards hasn't mentioned that they want to do a venue change. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it because Trevor Noah's going to host, and I love me some Trevor. I love him. I saw him live at, at Staples Center. I saw him perform. So. Oh, do you guys want to know something funny? So as the um, 2021 winningest panelist on Around the Horn, of course. <laughs> I am reminded every week and pretty much every time that I win that my mother, my mother, the woman who gave birth to me, and I'm yes. the only human she's ever given birth to, her favorite television personality. It's, it's not Noah. Clinton Yates. It's Trevor Noah. <laughs> Trevor Noah is awesome. He's I love great. him. I My think mom hilarious. loves Trevor Noah and talks about him all the time, and it's hilarious. It, those dimples, man. He's an, attra- he's an yeah. attractive man. He he's he's not quite a member of the handsome man community, but... What do you oh, mean? What? Wait, I, I, hold I, up. I don't know about that, man. What? I'm be honest with you. Okay. That is okay. what you need to know. Yates okay. just dropped okay. something. What? Okay. He is okay. a very handsome man. I didn't yeah. say that he wasn't. I just said he wasn't. Isn't he dating? Um, what's her name? Um, Are you just mad and hating? 
Claim. No, what is it? <laughs> yeah. he's, he's dating the. She was. She used to date Derek Jeter. I'm so bad at this stuff. Um, God, right? You don't even know Minka. Yeah. Minka something. He's not dating Minka Kelly. No. Yes. Way. Yes. Really? Yes. Yes. Huh? Yes. Yeah, so yes. if you're dating yes. her, you got to be part of the handsome man community. Okay, well, he's just enough. hating. He just said he's hating a little he's bit. He's an international. <laughs> Attendant of the community, <laughs> for what it's worth. He no, can I've take your job. That's why. Right, exactly. I love that guy, but my mom loves him more. That's the funny part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Minka and Trevor reconciled less than one month after briefly. Oh, uh, the old up, reconciliation. So May of twenty twenty one, but they've been good since. So well. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's okay. gorgeous, man. So is he. I mean, he's a handsome man. There's no doubt. Uh, part of the handsome man community, whether Yates wants to Apparently, whether I agree with it or not, we will welcome him in diplomatically. There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> all right. That is what you need to know. Uh, all right. Speaking of what you need to know, we have another handsome man uh, birthday coming up later in the oh. show. So, um, Real quick. So I, I, I have there's so many things I want to get to today. There's like good national days. There's good birthdays. So we'll do that as the show progresses here. But you, Clinton Yates. Yes. Uh, text. Lindsay and I, earlier today, I want to make sure I'm reading this properly because uh, I want to make sure that I have said phrasing correct. I have so, in caps, much to say about LeBron and last night. So, Clinton Yates, the floor is yours. Thank you, sir. And again, I'm reiterating this from earlier in the show, but this is important for Laker fandom to understand. When LeBron James came to the Los Angeles Lakers, it was at a point when this franchise was as bad as it had ever been in anybody in this living lifetime's life. Am I wrong about that, George? No, that is correct. They had, I believe, six losing seasons in a row. Seven without the playoffs. Yes. And the reason I say that is because it was also when I had just arrived. And a lot of people looked at me and they were like, oh, you don't even understand. We the Lakers. We going to get LeBron. We going to be back to Lakers, whatever, whatever. And I was like, okay, that, that's fine. And they won a ring in the bubble. Anthony Davis made the most important shot of the playoffs by the bye to beat the Nuggets in order to get them there. And it worked out. They traded half the team away. Then they weren't any good. They ended up getting banged out by the Suns who went to the finals. Blah, zay, blah, yada, yada. We are now fast forwarding to right now. What I saw last night was the LeBron James that reminded me why I ever liked LeBron James to begin with. Forget about the jersey. Forget about the rings. Forget about the city that he plays in, man. When that guy is on, it's an unstoppable force, the likes of which I have never liked more in terms of what I watch from NBA basketball. I will take LeBron for LeBron for the rest of his Lakers career more than I will take LeBron for the sake of the Lakers winning another championship. And at this point, quite frankly, George, I'm not sure that they actually coalesce. I think if LeBron's going to be the man every night, and we, and by we, I mean the LA market is going to get the entertainment value out of LeBron that we want, it's not going to mean necessarily Lakers wins every night. It's going to mean peak LeBron because the way that this team is constituted, the way that this coaching setup works, the way that they run their sets. If LeBron's going to be the best LeBron that we want him to be for the rest of his career, I don't think that it actually works in correlation with the Lakers winning a bunch of titles. And that's fine by me as a major LeBron fan. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, I'm sure you think it's okay, but people here expected at least two titles. Like, sure. I feel like they yeah. – because – and you know why? 
because the late great Kobe Bryant basically said that you come here, That's you true. know, he's he's coming here to win titles, and he's used the, the S at the end. The plural. Um, even at this stage of his career, I think that anything less than two, and I think LeBron, you know, under truth serum, would also agree with that. Anything less than two would would be somewhat disappointing. Yes. Yeah, but I mean, reminder: Magic Johnson walked away. Kurt Rambis's wife was being quoted as a source in terms of personnel pickups. This thing was at a point where you were looking at the Lakers like, do they really know what they're doing? Of course they know what they're doing. It just took a major effort and a big time, you know, sort of basketball play. And for me, I just, I can't, I mean, when he was screaming at the Kings bench last night, Sedano, you've seen that guy play in Miami. You've seen him play other places. You thought, oh my God, that's old LeBron. You know what I mean? Like, Old LeBron doesn't care about anything. LeBron is the best player he's ever seen on any court at any time. Thank God he's acting like it again, and it's actually coming through. That, to me, was good enough from an entertainment value standpoint that, sure, great, they beat the Kings. We love that. They're climbing back into some level of decency in the Western Conference, but it's not going to happen without LeBron being on sort of super Oh, I agree with that. And that was what we saw last night. Yeah, no, it was – listen, LeBron has been – engaged far sooner than he's been in a long time Mm. early in the season and out of necessity because to your point they are scratching and clawing to beat the kings okay yeah that to me should express the dire situation that the lakers find themselves in because if you look at it despite all this winning right since anthony davis has been out they're only four and five right all this winning all this winning right yeah yeah right four and five in that, and, and LeBron has been going supernova. That that's all you need to know. But again, I will. You know, I, I feel like I'm a broken record here. The roster construction. This all boils back to that. Like disaster. It uh, just. It's the second time I would say in the four years that he's been here that the roster construction was not ideal by any stretch of the imagination. Not even close. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Laker fans. Let's talk about it. Demar Derozan wanted to be a Laker. Guess who else wanted to be a Laker? Oh, that's right, Mr. Caruso. Neither one of them ended Buddy up on Heald, the team. Buddy Heald, who had 26 Buddy last Buddy Heald was thinking about it. None of those humans ended up on the team. And every single player you traded away from your championship team is now a factor on an Eastern Conference team of some consequence, even if it's in another conference. It's okay to say that Palenka overplayed his hand based on what he thought he had with just LeBron and AD. I don't have a problem admitting that as somebody that deals with this team constantly. I don't think that's some sort of an egg-on-your-face situation. I think Rob just thought otherwise about the guys, and he was well, wrong. Well, and it's not just Rob. I mean, Rob has been very forthcoming in telling us that he continually and constantly consults with LeBron and AD on all right. his moves. So they all co-signed on this. And so I think incorrect is the word I'm looking for. Not wrong, as in like the choices he made were like anti-right. It was right. just it didn't work. You know? No, no. I mean, I get their idea. We're going to just bludgeon people, basically. But that's not going to work in today's NBA. Like, no. you need spacing. Uh, you need defense. And, by the way, they're not good at either. Like, if you look – if you take their current situation, okay, mm-hmm. um, they've been bad on – not only on defense, which I've said – since the, the entire season outside of one small stretch. Um, they've been bad, like, on defense the whole season. But if you adjust for, like, the opponent and the strength of schedule on offense, 
they've been a bottom third offense too. <laughs> like it, it, it hasn't been very good yet. Now, the flip side of that is you can say, well, hopefully Russ can play like he did yesterday and they still haven't gotten AD. But can you count on Anthony Davis is my question. I don't think you can count on Anthony Davis for no other reason that he can't necessarily get on the court. But I think another question is, you know, George, like would you take a LeBron, would you take one ring and an MVP level LeBron farewell season over, maybe not over, but if you don't have the option, two rings and a crash land. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I think everybody here in a heartbeat would take two rings and a crash I, I get land. that. But what I'm yeah. saying is that I don't think that that's more realistic than what's possible. Oh, I don't know how happen. realistic it is. Because, you know? again, and we could talk about this a little more on the other side, it's almost matchup-based right now, which is yeah. never good when you're in that situation. All right, we'll continue this on the other side. Plus, Clinton gave us his thoughts on LeBron. But he is going to have to reconcile with uh -oh. one other local team in uh -oh. this town. We will get to that coming up as well. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. No and no walk away. No I'm not a big no Kenny Rogers guy, but I love this song, and I used to love his roasters. Money. How are you not a big Kenny Rogers guy? What kind I mean, it's I. What? I'm just not a country person. Okay, I have a separate question to ask you. Did the Kenny Rogers Roasters chicken spots make it to where you lived when you Yeah, grew up? in in South Florida when I grew up, yeah, yeah. I like them like better Kenny than Rogers? Boston Market. Of course. It's yeah. Kenny Rogers now, Roasters, bruh. Now, I I would not like them better than what we had uh what we have here, which is uh, El Pollo Loco. Uh, no, um, no, 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 no. Or what we had in Miami <laughs> no, listen, growing up, the which Latin is Americans like, get it done. I mean, we're talking our, about our, the other bracket. Yeah, <laughs> okay, our the version bracket. Yeah, our version uh of El Pollo Loco where I grew up in yeah, Miami was uh, SEC, called Pollo bro. Pollo Tropical. Um, is not in the SEC of chicken, okay? Not yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. We, we, Latinos, you know, we got a lot more spices. We do a lot more things, The right? crisp and juicies. Yeah. Listen, There's bro. adobo. Uh, there's all no. sorts of stuff in there. Yes. I'm very familiar. Yeah. But I did like the roasters. It wasn't bad. Pamal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, happy birthday, Bradley Cooper, who, as we were talking earlier about Trevor Noah and mm. you. Uh, ooh, Laura. Did you do that on the air? I did. She did. <laughs> she did. We all heard it. America, and by America, I mean LA, and on the ESPN app, uh, all heard it. He's oh, hot. my God. Um, so, yeah, he is part of the Handsome Man Club, right? Like, there's no yes. question. He, first of all, he it's the community. The first he's, ballot Hall of Famer, I would imagine. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, first of all. No? Let's break, let's break down. Whoa. Calm down. Let's break down the nomenclature. We talk about the communities and the clubs. The local chapter I'm the president of. But the local <laughs> chapter, I mean the four blocks that I live on. Okay. Right. He is um, certainly a member of yes. the greater Los Angeles handsome man community. Never mind yeah. the global right. handsome man community. Right. I got another yeah. way to get it. But yeah. yeah so, <laughs> yeah. Bradley Cooper, French speaker, Georgetown Hoya as well. Watch Bra Francais, and I rooted for the Hoyas, but I wow. did not graduate from there. So wow. we have some things in common. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big Bradley Cooper guy. I like him. I feel like I. I, I I could be completely wrong about this, but I feel like he's like um, 
I mean, nobody is like a normal person when you're that famous. But I would imagine he's probably as close to normal as normal could be, if I had to guess. Who is his spouse? Ooh, that's a good question. That always know. gauges your normality. Like, are you married to a person that's I don't famous? think I don't he's, know married, if he's married, is he? I don't yeah. think he is. Like, what's your connection? I mean, I would be so single if I were him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> he had a wife, but she passed away, I believe. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I believe she Sorry passed of cancer, I want to say. But that's really sad. That is yeah, sad. Yeah, many, many years okay. ago, yes. Well, we wish Bradley well. Yeah. His, um, his best role, by the way, not close. Wedding Crashers. Lindsay, tell me differently. Um, I was going to go with A Star is Born, and I'm not even like someone that normally likes that type of movie. It's but, a good movie. You know. It's yeah. a great corny. movie. But it is, it is corny, movie. but oh, I saw cakes a- and football. No, no, crab cakes and football is awesome. Like it is, it is pretty Sorry. awesome. That is, his his role of being he had a a, a strong run early a in his D-bag career. D bag stretch he of had being a the good, jerk. Yes, he had a good yes. D bag stretch. If yeah. I can't say that on the air. Sorry, Amanda, but yeah. he had a good yeah. stretch of being a jerk, and he yeah. was really, really good at it. Yeah, moved away from that. That's that's yeah. I guess yeah. quality handsome man material. You're right. Yeah. Well, he was able to show his range basically. Correct. There. Yes. That's why we got it. That's why he's in the club. Yes. Um. So. Uh. Now, it is National Keto Day. I'm going to save that for another segment because I do feel like that. And, and Lindsay, I, I, I mean, he said you were going to make bread with him. You can buy keto bread at like Costco. Listen, or, you know. the reason why we want to make it is because um, I've tried like every keto bread. And every time I try one, I'll ask more else. Like, have you tried this keto bread or have you tried this keto snack or whatever? And they're all most every single keto bread I've tried is disgusting. They're trash. So he oh, no, I've had the one at Costco. Buy the one at Costco. I'm serious. It's not bad. Like, it's pretty good. It's the best one you can get for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Costco keto bread is good. Well, the one that I make will probably be better, but we'll see. Probably. Yeah. Because it's made with love. You know, there's that. So <laughs> Exactly. And time. Yeah. Um, all right. So, Clint Yates. Yes. You. Uh, have been, let's say, call it a doubter, a doubter, let's call mm-hmm. it a doubter, of one Sean Tiberius McVeigh, <laughs> whose middle name I just completely made up. I love that. And the, uh, well, Tiberius is such a great middle name, and uh, I, I'm i not even a Trekkie, but I like Captain Kirk just because I feel like the man went out there and just like, I mean... You want to talk about a man who was willing to make friends and uh, have love affairs with people across, of all different backgrounds. Across galaxies. Yes, across the galaxy. <laughs> I mean, forget about the first interracial kiss. International I mean, Players Anthem. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, we're talking about Captain Kirk, William Shatner, James Tiberius Kirk was out there whether you were black, green, blue, Purple, it didn't matter what your skin color was. He was getting down with you on Star Trek, okay? I, I, Captain. <laughs> yes. So, nonetheless, I love the name Tiberius as a middle name. I actually thought about for a minute trying to name my child with the middle name Tiberius. My wife would not buy that, uh, so we went with Alexander. I'll tell you a is- good story. My late dog, Tank, we used to call him Tiberius. Oh, I love that. He's no longer with us. We called him the mysterious Tiberius. That was I love that. Part, so. Uh, so, Sean Tiberius McVeigh, whose name I just made up, you were a doubter. You've been a doubter of the Rams. Okay. You've been throwing uh, some shade at them. For many, many, not just this season, but going back several seasons now, I feel like. Since the Super Bowl, correct. And I have seen a turn on your social media accounts. (laughs) Uh, The Twitter. I have seen a turn. Are you reconciling with your blasphemous uh, ridicule 
of one Sean Tiberius McVay and the Los Angeles Rams. Okay, first of all, just because you and Sean have the same chest routine for the Swole Patrol yeah. does not necessarily mean that you have to cape for him at all times, sir, when he doesn't know how to run any play out of anything other than the 11 package. I'm joking. But here was my thing with Sean. It was that in the previous two games of the last two, and this is exactly the point that you're referring to, the last month, George, they made a couple, and by a couple I mean a handful, of decisions that to me led me to believe that they don't necessarily think Rather, McVeigh doesn't necessarily believe in either side of the ball, and he's got to pull random trick stuff with the special teams. And to me, that's not what you're supposed to be doing if you are an according to Hoyle genius. Like, end of half, kicking field goals, end of half, going for it, end of half, not going for it. They were botching that a month ago. The last two games, it's been better. Also, the last two games... Run-pass balance has been tremendous. Michelle has been pacing the offense, not necessarily ripping off big runs, but he's been there enough so that that 11, again, they can run what they normally run because my main criticism, listeners, was that when this team gets behind, McVay doesn't know what to do. So instead of just forcing his own offense down the throat of the defense and either taking it or leaving it, he's made adjustments. We like this. This is something that I'm glad he's actually executing as opposed to just trying to indicate that everything he already thought should be run was going to be the best play. This is making him better. I think that he's a good coach. I think he's a smart guy. I don't think he's the smartest coach in the league. I don't think he's the smartest coach in the division, and I don't think he should be trying to prove that. That's my main thing, George. This talent on this team is good enough, and his system on his team is good enough where you can run the play that I say all the time works Give it to the good dudes, okay? Just let that ride. You don't have to outsmart anybody. They've gotten back to that the last two weeks, and they've looked better as a result. Well, look, I would say up until through the Super Bowl, I would say that's what he did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like he, They had a, a clear formula. They ran Todd Gurley. They ran a lot of play action off of Todd Gurley, and they scored a lot of points, okay? Mm-hmm. And and then Todd Gurley wasn't around anymore. Gone to and, and, and they had to try to reinvent themselves on the fly. They had to uh, do what they could with then a quarterback who clearly was limited without said running game and play action threat. Um, and I feel like that limited their their ceiling, right? And hence they go after Matthew Stafford. They start off seven and zero despite all of them trying to still figure this out a little bit on the fly. Right. Uh, the one criticism I would have of Sean McVay, and I have said this multiple times, is that. And I would agree with you ever so slightly, it, where I feel like he was still in the goo goo gaga lovey dovey eye face uh, phase. Pardon me, with Matthew Stafford of ooh Matthew Stafford, you are so much better than the last guy, the last yeah, three pick sixes in three straight games. Wasn't changing anything up to prevent him from making those kind of throws that were risky, et cetera. Yeah, and I I, I said it. I said Sean, as much as I love you. You're going to have to coach this one just like you coached the last one. Did at you some point. At LA Fitness? Were you guys like getting your sets up? I mean, yeah. I mean, listen, I'm old. Pump. I'm only throwing up, you know, I'm just doing reps. You know, I'm, I'm throwing up 245s and just going like 30 times I'm if I can. You know what I mean? Like that, that's I'm how I'm doing it. Go on. Yeah. Um, so the, um, you know, I that was my plea. Coach right. this one like you coached the last one because 
you got a lot, the most anyone could possibly have gotten out of the last guy, and this guy's more talented. And to your point, they've gone back to that. They also, clearly, now I know he was also dinged up, but I was never a big believer that Daryl Henderson was a every down back, okay? And I think he also felt that way based on his play selection in a lot of ways. Now he's got a guy in Sony Michelle who got here, you know, halfway through the season or whatever mm-hmm. that has had, you know, a season or two with New England in the past where he's had the load, right? Where he's carried the load from a running back position. And he is now starting to trust him. They've gotten Odell Beckham Jr. into the fold. They lost Robert Woods, a big part of what they do. They've had to coalesce here. Yeah. And they, you know, in a way that allowed them to succeed. And they have. They have overcome a ton of adversity. They are coalescing. I would even say they're buoyant, Clinton Yates. Buoyant. Yes. Buoyant even. And I would hence, agree with that, George. I'm going. They're the number two seed. So I don't completely disagree with you. I just feel like you're not giving him enough credit for being able to adjust on the fly with all the different issues that have been thrown at him. One of them, the quarterback, uh, and the over-reliance on the quarterback being his own fault. George, what do I say all the time when we talk on the television program that we're on? Good teams coach players through tough situations to beat bad teams. That is a part of the program. You don't get extra credit for it if you're already getting credit for being a so-called genius. This, to me, should be standard operating procedure for what the Rams and McVay are. I'm not taking anything away. I'm just saying that like, if you're the man and you've got the players, well then, yeah, show me how it's put together. And it's taken a little bit. And what I'm getting, giving them credit for is not losing composure in an NFC West that's up and down all the time when you've got a guy like Kyler Murray who could be overtaking you at any given moment, never mind the fact that you've got a decaying franchise in the Seahawks and you don't really know what's going on as far as the 49ers are concerned, their identity finding as well as anybody else. My thing is this. If you think you're going to make the Super Bowl and you're the Los Angeles Rams, the goal here is to maximize yourselves, not just to compete against the opponents on the field. And I think too often, McVay gets caught up in trying to outsmart the other head coach as opposed to just winning the football game in front of him. And in the last two weeks, I think that is something that has changed. Two weeks ago, Michelle's longest run, I believe he had 100 and something yards on the ground, but his longest one was 16 yards. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like it took a miracle. Just play the football. And I think that if he gets, and by he I mean McVay, gets too caught up in trying to be the smartest guy on in the stadium, it's harder for them to win. They have the but horses. You, you know who did that for a really long time too? Who's that? Andy Reid. Far okay. more than Sean McVay did. I okay. mean, his whole—I would say his whole tenure in Philadelphia was basically. Okay, that's that. fine. And how many rings did that? Did that? Did I that... mean, he does have one, so there's that. Um, right, but okay. but my, my, and that's what I'm saying. You get to one too. Like, and okay, fine. But like that to me, for a talent evaluator, I just I think you that hate that we uh, that I call him the McVenius. That's you, really yeah, you do. You do. You call him the McVenius because you like him a lot. Because you guys have similar workout sets. Look at your upper body. You guys look the same. We do. We do. You could. You could be. He does flies though with heavier dumbbells than me. Does he? How do you know? Because you watch. You watch on YouTube. Perhaps. Those things, uh, you know, you don't, you don't no, speak of. You know what things. that is? You know what that is, Lindsay? They have overlapping personal trainers. That's what they have. They do Perhaps. the same set. Um, I have actually trainers, I, I, agents. You know, they share them all. I I actually have um, 
Uh, I, I have actually been good working out thus far. Uh, I have worked really? out every day of the new year, uh, multi, both uh, a little hiking and the uh, little weights. So I, I'm feeling good. I'm trying to get myself back into tip-top shape. Because, you know, you got a few months till the summertime, uh, Yates. And at 44, I need to look I – have, I have committed to trying to look – Better than the dad bod I have. At the Bro, moment. I was in the Bahamas two weeks ago, and I'm 40. And I was like, okay, I kind of got it together. You know, I'm all right. But I got to go to St. Lucia for a wedding. With the Ooh, lady. I got St. Lucia stuff for you. I got to tighten there. it up. No, yes. let's do this. But I got to tighten it up. I mean, I got to get on a program. I need to get on a McVeigh-like program there you go. in order to get the whole thing together. All right, we got a two-minute break. We're going to be back with Radio Tinder, everybody's favorite segment, in 120 seconds. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Real quick, before we get to Radio Tinder, I just want to let everyone know because, uh, you know, look, if you're the Lakers, you need to keep your eye on the Brooklyn Nets. Former Laker Lance Stevenson, 22 points right now, balling against the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie Irving, 8 points, a minus 10 while he's been on the floor today. One uh, Kyrie Irving. But Lance Stevenson, former Laker, doing uh, good things on the floor tonight mm. against Brooklyn. Ear blower. What do you got, Linz? All right, so a TikTok user has gone viral for showing a customer leaving them a tip with something other than cash, a gift card. In the video from an unknown restaurant, the customer's bill came out to around $95. But then when it came time to tally up the gratuity, the customer asked if he could tip with a $25 Amazon gift card. So the video has sparked a heated debate over tipping practices in restaurants. Some commenters Comment commended the patron's generosity, saying that a $25 tip is actually a bit more than 20%, and it's quite generous. However, others slammed the gift, saying gift cards won't pay the bills. Do you guys think it's okay to tip a server with a gift card? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? I'm going to swipe left on that. Although creative, um, I feel like... Not the not. I just maybe I'm old school this way. Just not what I would do. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if you want to give them a regular tip and then give them the twenty five dollar gift card just because out of the kindness of your heart, like that's cool. Um, but yeah, I don't think that on its own is the way I would personally go about it. Swiping left with Sedano here. There's something relatively cheap about this. You could have gotten that gift card anywhere. I don't have a problem with regifting, but I'm the kind of person that tips in. 
multiples of 10. That's yes. just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter what the cost is. It matters how much money I'm giving you versus what I think works. You know what I'm saying? So like, there's no chance I ever tip less than 10 bucks if I you know, go somewhere and get two things. You know what I mean? Like, I don't care how much. If it costs $4, I'm still tipping 10 bucks. So I'm not really with this. I understand it. If it's what you have to give, then please do give it. But there's certainly no way in which that's going to be better than cash money. It just not, doesn't make sense. So we all know that this is probably like some kid, some like broke college kid who like got the gift card and Christmas present. I think based on like the picture, that's, I don't know if the picture is accurate or if it's like a stock photo. In in the, in the audio medium of radio, you're referring to the picture. Well, no, I'm because I'm saying there's a picture along with the story and I don't know if it's, you know, if it's accurate, if it's like a screenshot from the TikTok or if it's just like a stock photo, but that's what it appears to be. But, you know, I just want to say I was a server all throughout college and when I was younger, I don't think that I would be mad if I got tipped with a $25 gift card in this situation because I'd be like, oh, well, I buy stuff. I buy like half of my stuff on like groceries, whatever, on Amazon. So I'll just use that money, this gift card for that stuff, and then I'll have the cash. But I would never do that personally because I just think it's kind of cheap. I served for years. I wouldn't be mad at all. But the gift card might not be activated when it's time to go use it and you never know. Good point. Might not even be real. Yeah. Right. All right, so next one. Beloved 90s cartoon, Beavis and Butthead is going to be rebooted at Paramount+. Plus. Mike Judge, the creator of the series, tweeted out yesterday, Beavis and Butthead will be returning this year with a brand new movie and more on Paramount+. Plus. No exact date yet, but soon. They need some time to get back into shape. So Beavis and Butthead have apparently aged since we've last seen them, and they are now being portrayed as middle-aged. Do you guys want to see this or any cartoon rebooted as a middle-aged or older character? Swipe left or swipe right, Clinton? I'm swiping right on this, and I'm getting really deep into the conversation here. The creator, Mike Judge, who you mentioned, you might recall that it was a certain character on Beavis and Butthead that created the greatest sitcom of all time. It just happened to be animated, that is Hank Hill of King of the Hill. That character originated on Beavis and Butthead. If you give me a world in which Beavis and Butthead return to the same neighborhood that Hank Hill and my man Boomhauer tell you what, live in, I'll take it. But I don't need them just on their own. I need the whole Mike Judge world coming back. Uh, I'm out on that, swiping left. I don't want to see an old Beavis and Butthead uh, I'd like Beavis and Butthead. I like cartoons to stay in the same um, age range. I don't want to see Lisa Simpson as an old person. I don't want to see Bart as an old person. I don't want to see the kids from South Park as old people. I don't feel like it's the same thing that made it interesting or good or funny. So I am out on older Beavis and Butthead. Didn't they do that with South Park? Like they, they Did I they do they an was, episode like that? I, I, I think mean, maybe they recently one. did. Like It was like a COVID post covid or post-pandemic special and i think they were older right. the whole joke is that you know we were out of covid all these years later right um, now that, yeah, i can see them doing like one one episode yeah, like that like yes, but not, not like a movie that's ridiculous y'all just skipped yeah. over my love for king of the hill i mean it's a i mean i'm not program. a king of the hill guy i gotta be honest what? with you it's yeah not okay. not for me never ne- never oh. i've seen it I, and i always remembered him as you know hank from no I, yeah i do remember propane him being in beavis and, and butthead yes propane yes. accessories King of the Hill just happens to be animated. It's literally the best sitcom of all time, in my personal opinion. I loved him in the uh, Beavis and Butthead video game. I think it was on Sega that I used to play. We have Hank Hill detractors in this house. What do we do? 
All right, so next one here. Two years after his retirement from the NBA, beloved Dallas Mavericks great Dirk Nowitzki will be celebrated again, this time as the Mavs retire his jersey tonight at the American Airlines Center. Nowitzki played 1,522 games with the Mavs, and he is the only player in NBA history to spend 21 seasons with the same team. Will we ever see a legit NBA superstar stay with one team for his entire career again? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? Uh, I mean, ever, I'm not an absolutist, so I would say I'm going to swipe right that we will see someone, I guess, at some point. Um, but, I mean, clearly with free agency and, and just kind of the mobility that guys uh, have created, you know, it, 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 there's not going to be very many. So I think that we should cherish the ones we have. Kobe Bryant, right? Dirk Nowitzki, et cetera, et cetera. It's why they celebrated... Uh, we celebrate when guys come back, right? Like yeah. even Laker fans have been very welcoming to Dwight Howard in his return now twice. Third, <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I think that, yeah, like I, I, I think that there's something to be said about that. I do think it will happen eventually because, again, not an absolutist, uh, but clearly not something that's going to happen all that often. You said it's 21 seasons? Yeah. Steph Curry, no. by the way, will do that. So there you go. There's one. I don't think Steph Curry is going to play 21 seasons. That's the No, only no, but I'm saying he'll play like – I agree, but the only reason I would disagree, George, is because of the length of time. It's not about the same team. Like, if you would have capped me at, I don't know, 15, even 17 or 18, like 20-plus seasons, period, in the NBA is not something we're going to see a lot lot of love for anymore, never mind with the same team. So that's the only reason I would say that. I don't think it's a matter of, like, you know, just sort of the culture of the game and what everybody gets excuse me what everybody gets concerned about regarding you know roster construction as you mentioned earlier george in terms of how people get put together and who chooses whom i just think that for playing 20 seasons in the nba these days is like borderline unheard of for the same team bro that's a level of patience that i just don't know that any sports franchise has anymore if you're not how a, long has steph been star. playing for, at this point he's at 13 no 12 no no it's uh, not let's take is he a that look. far he is. He's been year. playing since 2009. Okay, so 12. Yeah. 11, rather. 12. No, this is year 13. This is year uh, 13. So can he play eight more years? But he was out one, right? Or no? Um, when he got the ankles. Well, injured, he played he was, five games that season. Yeah, so, okay, so he was out one. That's what I'm thinking about that way. Go on. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, next. Sorry. All right, so Snoop Dogg was on the Manning cast this past week, and he was talking all about the upcoming Super Bowl halftime show, which is going to include like a crazy all-star cast of hip-hop artists. Um, Pepsi's VP of Marketing said artists like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg were at the forefront of the West Coast hip-hop revolution, so be able to bring them back to L.A. where it all began alongside Eminem, Mary J. Blige, and Kendrick Lamar among potential others, will prove to be an epic, unforgettable celebration that the impact impact hip-hop has today. So you would think that these artists make a ton of money to do the Super Bowl halftime show, but it turns out they don't. In fact, they don't get paid at all, and the NFL just covers the production costs of the show. So do you guys think that the Super Bowl halftime show artists should be getting a paycheck? Swipe left or swipe right? Clinton. I mean, I don't know what left or right means here, but I think the answer is yes. Um, and I also right? know that the reason why Outkast didn't do the Super Bowl many years ago, and I'm fairly certain that the year that they didn't do it was the year that the Janet JT thing happened is because they weren't going to get paid. And they were like, uh, no thanks. And that's what happened. So yes, I'm all the way here for artists getting paid for everything. That is a fundamental tenet of what I believe about the world. Yes, I, listen. 
If I'm rendering services, I'm getting paid. End bingo, of story. bingo. Yes. <laughs> so swipe right. Next. Well, that's all I have. Oh. Okay, George, then we're okay. done. <laughs> that, that, sounded, that sounded a little tight there. You're like, if I'm rendering oh. services, I'm getting paid. Have there been some services rendered recently that did not result I'm just, in I'm just saying. Well, I'm just putting it out there for the salespeople listening. You know? Very well. Very well. Yeah, yeah. Good to hear. Uh, all right. Coming up next. Oh, boy. Aaron Rodgers involved another controversy, one that he didn't ask for. Uh, we'll get to that coming up in just a second. And a great anniversary. So stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sit down on cap with you here. Clint Yates hanging out with us today. Lindsay and Laura Hi-ha. here. Cece. Um, so we have a short segment here, so I want to kind of dive headfirst into this. Okay. Um, and then perhaps we can get to the anniversary that I had mentioned on the other side because I am a connoisseur, or was, not anymore, uh, of one particular soft drink, and uh, it is having mm. an anniversary, and I want to make sure that uh, we, we give it its proper due. But, Very well. Um, Aaron Rodgers obviously has <laughs> been the topic of conversation uh, for a very long time, but particularly this season for uh, how the season began and how he wasn't at uh, training camp and how uh, it then went sideways for him during the uh, <laughs> the questioning about his immunization and how he mm, was Im- immunized. Immunization. Yes. Um, but – all that aside, you cannot debate that he's been an MVP caliber player this season while he's performed on the field. Sure. So one Hub Arkish, and if you don't know who that name is, he's a long-time, old-time Chicago sports writer uh, who uh, you know covers the NFL still, works for Westwood One on their radio broadcasts, and I think still does some stuff on Sirius for the NFL. He's been around forever, basically. He's Chicago an old-timey guy. guy. Yeah, old-timey guy covering the NFL. So he came out and said he would not vote for Aaron Rodgers because basically he's a jerk, is what he said. Now, he has since then like kind of apologized and said I shouldn't have taken it that, that route. Um, but I, I thought it was interesting because, look, I vehemently disagree with the way Aaron Rodgers handled not the stuff at the beginning of the season. I don't give a rat's ass about that stuff anyway. Uh, the way he handled the way the whole vaccine stuff, and particularly because I feel like you lied to your teammates too, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like on top of all that. Yeah. Um, and you're supposed to be the leader of the team, right? Like so that part of the equation factored in as well. But look, man, this award, you know, the criteria for this award is not is he a guy I like personally, which I still like personally, even though – uh, I don't, you know, I don't know him, but I still think that despite our disagreements on things and some of the things I think he says are a little wacky and space cadetty, just kind of like Kyrie in a lot of ways. Um, I, I, I still think he's an amazing talent, and that is the criteria on this, Clinton. So I found it fascinating that this was becoming a debate because it's like, yeah, it's one guy's opinion. Like, are we really that 
hard up for news today? Because I, I him being an MVP candidate should not be even a, a conversation. Like, it is a, a fact that he's an MVP candidate. Well, okay, but think about it this way. I mean, think about it in the context of let's – Let's reflect upon the human beings that don't make it into other halls of fame. And I'm not saying that that's a necessary comparison or even intellectually sound, but I will say that it is relevant in terms of the overall perspective of what we think the purpose, the hall of fame is supposed to be. We have been ingrained into this notion that the on the field thing is the only thing that matters. Sorry. I don't come from a place where that has ever been reasonable. That has only given access to a certain type of human being in terms of off the field stuff not mattering and you know what those human beings look like george in terms of what i'm talking about if i have to be the first generation of sports journalist sports broadcaster or whatever that says you know what you being a jerk matters to me i'm fine with it and while i understand that it is a shock to the system that a guy that's having this kind of a season they're 13 and 3 he's lighting the league up it's tough to just put it on something that a lot of people think is political, a lot of people think is personal. Okay, but like the original form judgment of what was the Hall of Fame was based on the notion that certain people were willing to put other things aside. I am fine if this generation is not willing to put them aside because I don't either. And I'm not like arguing, but I totally understand the other side of this. It's like, hey man, nah, not voting for you. You know what I mean? And that that's okay with me on a lot of levels. I, I, I realize that's difficult for a lot of people to say, but I'm really there, George. I really am there at this point. I, I, see, I just think that creates a slippery slope. Are we taking O.J. Simpson out of the Pro Football Hall of Fame? I'm not – okay, let me tell you this. I will – I will, and I hear what you're saying. I'm not necessarily saying that every judgment that has been made is necessarily the best one, and that's another part of what I'm getting at. The evolution of how we exist – and by the way, real quick, the answer yeah. of that could be absolutely be yes if you feel sure, that way. Like, yeah. Sure, it could yeah. be yes, and that yeah. wouldn't bother me that much. OJ's gotten everything he's ever going to get out of being in Canton already anyway. Nobody cares anymore. My point is, is that I'm not going to be scared of progress because it then might potentially delete what was potentially in the past. And this is a whole other discussion on a lot of levels in terms of history and how we deal with it. But for me, sports are not important enough for us to be sitting here acting like we don't care about who people actually are. And like, I say that as a sports writer of 20 years, George, you know what I mean? Like, you know, guys long enough where eventually the personal bias comes into play because our lives have just gotten more intense. You know what I'm saying? Like if you know, a guy is not a bad guy. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a bad guy. I just think that he is, frankly, I think he's been very reckless and I think he's, communicated very irresponsibly well and Does he's, that play he, into the- he's coming across he is uneducated on things but he right. believes he isn't very on, honestly him and Kyrie have a lot in common I feel like this year big and, time and all I'm yeah. saying quickly is that like if that plays into the mindset of a voter be it for the hall of fame be it for the MVP it's still real that's okay, and that's what we've grown as as a sports society where we take everything into account in terms of how we honor people, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, like, see, sorry, I, different I, era. I, you know? I, I, I'm a person who believes in compartmentalization. In I'm sense. not there for sports, and I'm certainly not there for the, the NFL. Art from the, art, the, the art for the artist, right, or yeah, whatever. But you know I, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like here, here's the thing. Floyd Mayweather, not, a, not always a great dude, right? Terrible but, human. Correct, but – I, right. I mean, 
am I going to sit here and tell you he's not arguably one of the greatest fighters ever? I'm not saying that you won't say that to me when you're talking to me on the radio or we're talking in the bar or we're talking at the barbershop or we're talking at the cookout. But if you're asking me to vote in the Hall of Fame, I'm not voting for people I don't like. Okay. Because, hello, I come from a generation of people that likes most people. That's the difference is that for many guys 30, 40 years ago, likability was the premium. It wasn't the other way around. And so certain guys got favors, maybe not favors, but they got preferential treatment in terms of why they got in over other guys. At this stage okay, in America... Okay, let me, let me hit you real quick with this because yeah. we got to go to break soon. Pardon. Do you believe that this... I mean, Hub Arcus just said it out loud. Don't you believe that certain people have already carried this out anyway? Yes, 100%. That happens in baseball all the time. We talk about this constantly. This is a large part of how the Baseball uh, Hall of Fame operates. I am fine with NFL voters taking this tack in terms of Canton. I just am. Yeah, I'm not. But I do think okay. that plenty of our colleagues have already done this to just do it quietly. Right. <laughs> you right, know, right. like no, I feel you. Yeah, I, but it, it is a fascinating discussion because I, I think that reasonable people can disagree on this. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, for it's, sure. It's, it's just for me, yo, you want to be a jerk? Guess what? People are going to treat you like one. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I, don't know. I have a hard time coming to grips with that. But anyway, I mean, that, that just again, reasonable people can disagree. No, All right, no. coming up next, the Los Angeles Lakers. You and I, Clinton Yates, are going to play a game, okay? Oh. It is the Sedano and Cap with Clinton version of Lakers trade machine coming up in just a few moments. Don't go anywhere. What you need to know in between 710 ESPN. Robert half research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert half our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting technology marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.